the Steelers by the Lake Podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you on this fine Tuesday evening? James, I'm fantastic. We had to delay the podcast a little bit due to uh, many reasons. Many, many reasons. Really, really just one. Let's be real. Uh, my girlfriend was in <laughs> town, and uh, she decided to stay an extra day, so... In order for us to spend more time together, we decided to postpone the podcast, which isn't that big of a deal around this time of year because, quite frankly, there's not a whole lot going on in Steelers football, minus the fact that OTAs finished up, uh, minicamp finished up. Now we're just kind of waiting for training camp with a few roster moves here and there, uh, which we'll yeah. talk about today and then leading on to uh, future things that we'll talk to at the end of the podcast. So stick around for that. Yeah. James, how are yeah, you? Absolutely, man. I'm doing good, man. The knee's finally starting to come around. I think I might be coming out the, the other end of this thing. We'll see here. We'll, we'll um, see. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm having way more good days than bad days. And I was starting to be worried I was going to need surgery on it again. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a positive, and we're going to celebrate that for sure. Absolutely. No surgery in your near future, sir. Especially with no. a, uh, especially with a um, bachelor party yeah. coming up. Yeah, and a wedding in a month. I, I got to in that wedding and that suit and not be uh, limping on crutches. That yeah. wouldn't be any good. So. No, no good at all. Uh, yeah. We are going to start out this podcast off with some sad news, James, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Stan Savern, longtime announcer for Pittsburgh Steelers. He's covered the team for, seems like forever. I want to say it's been like 30, 40 years he's been covering the Steelers. Uh, unfortunately passed away. He was 76 years old. Uh, lost a battle with cancer from what I understand, yeah. uh, which is just one of the worst things out there in the world. I hate cancer with a passion. Uh, and there's even more reason to hate cancer now. Uh, yep. But stand by all accounts, anyone who ever met him had nothing but things to say about him uh, was known for really taking people under his wing and really being interested. Uh, I heard some really neat accounts from Josh Carney of Steelers Depot talking about how, Stan actually like went out of his way to, to meet him and to help try and tutor him and help him get into the business uh, and even brought him on to, to radio shows and to have his input, you know, and then did so with other members of Steelers Depot like Alex Kazora and just was one of those guys that was open to anyone's opinion and anyone's input. Never felt like he was too good for anyone else. Never felt like he was the guy that knew everything and everyone else knew nothing. Like that wasn't who Stan was a very humble man all the way till the end. Very inclusive. Uh, and just, it's a sad day when someone that's that good of a person passes away. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So our prayers go out to him and well, his family and his loved ones for sure. Um, now on to football news, direct football news. Steelers did bring in multiple middle linebackers for tryouts over the past week. Um, and they did wind up signing one, which we'll get to that later on. We're not going to rush this, but we want you to mingle in that idea. <laughs> Think about Who it, could it be? We won't, yeah. don't know. Ray Lewis? Yeah. A couple no. weeks ago, Quan Alexander was brought in and nothing came of it. So you yeah. never know. Sometimes they bring these guys in, put them through a workout. Things don't go the way they planned. Uh, maybe the guy wants more money. Maybe the Steelers don't want to pay that much. You never know sometimes. You never know. Uh, so. Uh, maybe they don't like the competition in the room. They want to be guaranteed a starting job, and they're not getting one guaranteed. I feel like you're, uh, you never I feel know. like this is a so, good segue, James. I feel like you're leading to something here. 
<laughs> I, I am kind of going to a direction. We might as well get into it. Uh, one of those linebackers was signed after someone else being released. We'll come back to the release to get back to that. Uh, linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski. Uh, Nick's been around the league since 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got a lot of experience. Had a couple years with some pretty good production. Uh, one was his final year with the Chicago Bears, which was the team that drafted him originally. Yep. Uh, and then his first season with the Las Vegas Raiders, which was the season directly after. Yep. Uh, both years, he had four passes deflected and an interception. Uh, I want to say one year was 80 some, like 81 tackles. The next was 76. Backwards. Um, 76, so, the, yeah. 76 is last year with yeah. Chicago, 81 first year with the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. So, so good production. Uh, was never a high end like superstar middle linebacker uh but i like the fact that in his two years where it seems like he played the most uh he did have production in breaking up passes and getting his hands on the ball for interceptions yep. uh so that's something that pittsburgh seems to have the the biggest weakness in the middle linebacker group right now is guys having experience as better pass defenders uh so what are you going to do when you're in that that nickel situation and it's third and long are you going to bring Keanu Neal up to the linebacker position? It would be much better if you had a middle linebacker who you had a little faith in in defending the pass. Uh, so I think that's exactly what this is. This is probably a bad indication for how Pittsburgh felt about the pass defending capabilities of Mark Robinson, Elandon Roberts, Tanner Muse. Uh, these guys all got a chance to show what they had in the OTAs in the mini camp. Um, and Pittsburgh very promptly went out and signed another middle linebacker. Yep. So uh, they definitely felt like they needed more competition in the room. Uh, Cole Holcomb, I think, is going to be the number one. But uh, this would be somebody to help push that group, and if nobody really separates themselves as being another guy that can defend the pass, then maybe Nick Kwiatkowski is the, the nickel middle linebacker next to Cole Holcomb as like the pass defending specialist. Maybe he is. And here's what I will say, James, Nick is celebrating today for two reasons. One, he gets to come back home. The man's a local boy from Bethel park, Pennsylvania. So he comes back home, gets to play for his home team. And on another note, he went to the College of West Virginia, James. West Virginia is celebrating 160. <laughs> Did he really? Yep. And he's West Virginia's 160 years of statehood is today. So celebration for them. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, West Virginia. Does that make them one of the first states? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Very cool. I don't know my history. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just your West Virginia, apparently. Listen, when, when the mom's girlfriend Snapchats me in the morning, and then says, happy birthday, West Virginia. It's kind of ingrained in my head for the day. I was like, what? <laughs> she has a Christmas tree set up in her in her shop where she does nails and everything. And it's all West Virginia out. And she's like, happy birthday, West Virginia. And I was going to be like, when's Penn State's? But I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. I wasn't going to be mean should today. Re- should have just responded with two words. We are. <laughs> I don't know if she knows what that meant, though. Um, <laughs> she gonna learn today, Cody. She gonna learn today. She definitely gonna learn today. So yeah, he has he's celebrating for coming home, and uh, that's a cool cool thing for him to be able to play. And Pittsburgh likes to do that. Pittsburgh likes they to do. have local people, and maybe other teams do. And then I don't, I just don't hear about it. Um, they probably do. Yeah. But it's it's cool when this kind of stuff happens. So hopefully, he can yeah, finish I would out his say career. that's definitely a common thing because you see a lot of Penn State guys end up in Philadelphia. 
Uh, mm. And that's right in that area out there. So I yeah. think that's definitely a common thing where if you played your your high school or college ball in the area, you got a better chance of ending up with that team. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that would have put them in 91 if they hadn't somebody. Uh, they did previous to signing Nick Kwiatkowski. Uh, they released safety Scott Nelson. That they uh, did. So Scott gets the boot. Uh, that does make sense because we did hear a decent amount about uh, Elijah uh, Riley. 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 That's yeah, Elijah Riley uh, having a nice camp so far. Good in OTAs, good in mini camp. Uh, sounding like he's actually really pushing for that nickel position. Um, what I understand also is that apparently he played more college corner than he played safety. So mm-hmm. a little bit more of his his history. And I like the size. If we can get a safety size guy who's good as a nickel corner, you would think that that probably would bode well as far as run stopping capabilities mm-hmm. and it may be the occasional blitzing of the quarterback. As and well. it's what we like to do. We like to have safeties that can play mm-hmm. corner, corners that can play safety, middle linebackers that can play safety, whatever. We like to have and those. They play that guys. nickel corner almost like a, a freaking linebacker. Yep. You know, Mike Hilton played like a linebacker. And that- such a fan favorite not his coverage capabilities because they really weren't that amazing no no uh, but his ability to take down a runner behind the line you know his little 182 pound butter whatever he was man he hit like he was a good 210 pounder so uh why not try a 210 pounder and see if he can do it right <laughs> yeah yeah so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that um and then so we have more signings and uh releasing happening in just a minute unless james did you already mention the release yeah, you did. Scott Nelson. Um, actually, we'll, go, we'll do Scott this now. Scott Nelson, yes. We'll do this Not now. Not the other one, though. Um, Steelers also released wide receiver Anthony Miller, um, a guy mm-hmm. that had some potential, some upside. Apparently not anymore, at least not with us. And they did go out and sign a long snapper by the name of Rex Sunahara. Sunahara. Yeah, Sunahara? Rex is back, man. Was it yeah, Sunahara? Sunahara. Sunahara. If the name sounds <laughs> familiar, really uh, you're yeah. a big-time fan of the Steelers. Just know that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, Rex was on the practice squad for half the season last year, so he's familiar with the team. The team's familiar with him. They honestly had probably, what, four to six different long snappers in for tryouts, uh, and Rex is who they settled on. Um, typically, they go to training camp, and they have two long snappers, so now there's some real competition for Christian Coots, uh, who last season had a couple snaps that weren't the greatest in the world. Uh, so Rex has a legitimate chance here. If he has a good preseason, if he has a good training camp, he might actually be able to beat out Christian Kuntz for the starting job. Yeah. That would be pretty impressive, honestly, and a great payday for him. It's a hell of a big difference between making that 150 grand a year and making, you know, what is it, like 750 or 800 grand for a, a league minimum contract these days? Yeah, it's a good payday. That's... <laughs> We'll take it. Uh, last news that we're going to talk about on the show today, uh, some training camp stuff. Well, not training camp, but like OTAs and practices and everything else, mini camp. Uh, Broderick Jones, the rookie out of Georgia, uh, praises, praises Dan Moore Jr. for staying after practice to help him learn new techniques, learn the position, yeah. and learn just in general from a guy that's been in the league now, what, two or three years? Two years. Yeah, two years now. This would be his third year this yep. upcoming season. Uh, so honestly, when I heard that Dan Moore was staying after practice to help Broderick Jones, 
practice more, work on his hand technique, hand placement, foot technique, all that stuff. I was like, holy crap, man. You really couldn't have a better teammate right now than Dan Moore. Because the guy's like, gunning for it, your job and you're helping him. Yeah, he's a first-round pick. He is literally going to take your job. It's just a matter of when. And Dan Moore is doing absolutely everything. You couldn't draw it up any better of a teammate right there. Uh, and this is something that Pittsburgh will not just forget about. Nope. They see these things. They know what's going on. They know who's still on the field after practice. They know who's down there. They know they see these interviews. They see, you know, Broderick Jones bragging about, hey, man, this veteran is really helping me. He's making sure I can be as good as possible and develop as quick as possible. Dan's going to get a chance to stick around, man. I I really think that even if – obviously they're going to move him from left tackle. He's not going to be the starting left tackle at some nope. point. Will he get an opportunity to compete with Chooks Okorafor on the right? Well, Chooks is a, a fantastic pass blocker, but boy, does he struggle in the run blocking game sometimes. So I feel like Dan Moore has just kind of put himself in stone as the number six offensive lineman for when you go in those jumbo sets and you need a half a yard or you need a yard or you've got to get in the end zone because there's three seconds left on the clock and you got one play to do it and no timeouts. Like, he's going to be the extra guy. Yep. If there's anybody that they try to do a position change or maybe maybe even he ends up the right tackle of the future and he's the one that gets the big contract. Maybe. Like, when you do all this extra stuff and you're so team first and me second. And you don't flat like, out suck. Let's clarify. <laughs> no, and he got better each year, right? Yep. yep. And, and by all accounts, he's in better shape and he's stronger and he's leaner and he's looking great in camp from what everyone's saying. So uh, I love it. The attitude's fantastic. The team first mentality is fantastic. His work ethic in the off season to do what he's done to transform his body to be even better there. Man, I, I really hope that they're able to figure something out, whether it be he can switch to center and maybe be the long-term solution at center instead of Mason Cole, who's already like 29 years old. Like in long term, he's not going to be there for a long time. Yeah. Or maybe he starts over at right tackle. Chuk still has two years left on his deal, I believe. Or is it only one year? Is this it's upcoming? It, no, year, it's only one year. year that it's extension? only one year. I, yeah. I'm so I mean, this, sure. this could be really, really, yeah. Yeah, because he didn't sign last year, yep. right? It was, it was two years or was ago. It, no, it was last year. Then he has two years? Hang on. I think it was last offseason that he got the three-year deal. But was that? Oh, I yeah. Because I think he got at the same time that James Daniels got signed in the same time as Mason Cole. Yeah. So he should have two more years, including this upcoming season on his deal. I think you are right. But if that's the case, then you look at those are two expiring contracts at the same time. Probably guys similar in age, too. I don't know how old each of them is, but two I know years. Chooks is a younger two guy. Yes, he's got two years left on the deal. So they both do. They both have two years left on their deals then. Uh, in age, probably pretty similar. It could legitimately be who's the guy of the future in two years. This might actually be a situation where, sure, you got supplanted at left tackle, but you might end up being the right tackle of the future. Yep. They're going to have to make a decision in two years as to who they move out of those two guys. Because you're not going to pay both. 
And, and no, even if you not. would, yeah, one's you not going to take. Yeah. Yep. One's not going to take the payday um, when they can no. go and probably be a better starter somewhere else with the struggling offense. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, man. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. I'm excited that Broderick Jones is getting the training and the help after practice, and it's only going to make him better, uh, which is huge for him and his development as not as he, he's a rookie. He hasn't even played his first game yet. So super excited for that. Correct. Um, yeah. James, we're also going to. Yeah, Dan Moore is only 24 years old. Yeah, he's young. He's super. Yeah, young. I'm trying to find Chooks's age. Chooks is 25. So, yeah, they're dang near the same age. Dan younger. Yeah, if really it might make sense to go that direction. I don't know. He's definitely the more dominant run blocker. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Dan's a savage in the run game. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, next week we are going to do episode one of two episodes where we go over our way too early 53 man roster predictions. Uh, James is, is going to share. It's a little early, uh, <laughs> especially now that they don't do cutdowns until the end of preseason. It's a little. It's a little early. Um, I mean, you, you're supposed to do two, though. You do one before fair. the preseason yeah. starts and then one at the end of the preseason. It's still way too early. It's it's not even July. <laughs> and we got it, 90 men on the roster. Whatever. Anyways, James is going <laughs> to share his next week. I'll share mine the following week. Uh, I'm going to have mine ready before you do yours. I don't want it to be influenced by yours at all. Um, mm-hmm. And if I make a mistake, I make a mistake. If I do something stupid, I do something stupid. If I do something wild. Well, I, I mean, whatever. and here's the thing. You got a wild, little bit of James. advantage. Because if somebody gets cut in between, true, true. <laughs> and now I have them on my, you'll be able to make some edits there. True, but that's going to be the end of this podcast. We appreciate you guys sticking around, watching, listening, wherever you're finding us. Make sure you like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell; it's free. And until next time, this is your host James and Cody signing off. Peace. Country road, take, take me home, home to, to the place I belong, West Virginia. We are Penn State. Take me home, take me home, <laughs> country roads. <laughs>